Good morning and welcome to our service this Sunday uh, from SPSJ in Hereford. It's our joy to welcome you here to join us in worship and in praise this morning as we come together to hear from God's word and to worship him today. I'm Heather, I'm the children, youth and digital lead here at SPSJ. This is Luke, um, he's the curate here at the church as well. And as I said, it's our absolute joy and privilege to welcome you here with us. So should we open uh, in prayer? So uh, wherever you are, if you want to bow your heads and I'll read the words of this week's collect. Risen Lord, you filled your disciples with boldness and fresh hope. Strengthen us also to proclaim your risen life and fill us with your peace to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. Well, let's continue our praise and worship together as we sing our first song, Come People of the Risen King. One 
The words of that song are brilliant at reminding us that we're really different. We have different gifts, backgrounds, uh, we're different ages, we live in different places, and yet all of us are called to live out our faith in our ordinary lives. So we're gonna go and hear Andy talking a little bit about what that means for him uh, in a second. And then after that, we're gonna be hearing about our gospel reading for this week, which is in John chapter 21. Yeah, the miraculous catch of fish, and it's a slightly different take on a Bible reading um, with a few of us involved, but we really hope you enjoy it. Hi, my name's Andy Dodwell, and I work here in Hereford at St. Peter and St. James Church. And part of my role here is as chaplain, I'm chaplain at some of the colleges here in Hereford um, and working alongside the businesses and community organisations in the city centre. And what's really interesting is the way that I get to be alongside uh, people in the different places and the different situations of their lives. Um, but at the same time, as a chaplain, you're, you're a guest, you're a visitor, you're always working with people where they are. And I guess that's what really appeals to me in John chapter 21, where Jesus meets Peter and the other disciples when they're out fishing. They've gone back to what they know, and Jesus has gone to meet them there. And really, that's what chaplaincy, for me, is largely about. It's about going and being with people in their everyday situations, in the, the good and the bad and the messy and the joy-filled and all of that stuff. And it's about being alongside them where their stuff is happening. Uh, when Jesus goes and, and meets Peter and the other disciples, it, it's to feed them and then to reinstate and, and to you know, reconnect with them, particularly with Peter. And that's what we're doing in, in the chaplaincy, in the, in the project that I'm involved in here, the SBSJ project. That's what we're doing, trying to connect to people in their everyday lives, their everyday spaces. And I guess the challenge for all of us is to take that and, and take that message and remember that that is actually what Jesus is asking all of us to do wherever we are today. To go, to be his hands, his feet, his face, his heart in the places where we find ourselves. Go and be Jesus to the people that we meet in the places where we are every day of the week. This is Jesus. One day he had risen from the dead at Easter. He was walking along the shore. When he heard what had happened to some of his closest friends who were fishermen. Hi, I'm Simon Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, and uh, this is Nathaniel. And James. And we've been out here trying to catch fish all night. And what have we caught? Nothing. Zilch. Nil. We have nothing to take home. What are we going to do? Never have I had an evening as bad as this. We've not caught anything, not even so much as a shrimp. Come on, are we going to just try and draw these nets in one last time and then, then we can just go home if it doesn't work? There's not much point, but alright. Go on, let's do it. Look, there's Jesus on the shore. Jesus, hello? Had a good night? Bit of a sore point, mate. Why don't you try over that side of the boat, where it's a bit deeper? Oh, this is what we need now. A right know-it-all. What does he think? He's not even a fisherman. I think we know how to fish 
Thank you. I don't know, maybe we should give it a try. I mean, we haven't really got anything to lose, have we? You know what? He's, he's got a point. I've heard a lot about this guy and he seems to know what he's talking about. All right. All right. Okay. Let's do it then. Oh, it's so heavy. There's so many fish in it. We need some help here. Guys, please come and help me. Bring some of the fish that you've caught and let's have some breakfast. And with that, Jesus took some bread and gave it to them along with the fish. This now was the third time Jesus has appeared to his disciples since he rose from the dead. We hope you enjoyed that story. What a great story it is. Um, we're now going to still ourselves for a moment and we're going to pause and come uh, in a moment of self-reflection and confession before God. There'll be some words that come up on the screen that Heather will be saying with you, um, so feel free to join in with those at home. Come, Holy Spirit of God. And search our hearts with the light of Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, the first commandment is this, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love, the Lord, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandments greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Lord, have mercy. So come, let us return to the Lord and say. Lord, our God, in our sin we have avoided your call. Our love for you is like a morning cloud like the dew that goes away early. Have mercy on us, deliver us from judgment, and bind up our wounds and revive us. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. So may Almighty God, who sent his Son into the world to save sinners, bring us to his pardon and peace, now and forever. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing again now yep. uh, the wonderful words of the hymn, Lord of the Church, we pray for our renewing.
The reading is taken from Acts 9 verses 1 through 6. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hello, my name is Andy Morgan and I have the privilege of being the vicar of St. Peter and St. James here in Hereford. It's great to have this opportunity to share with you today. I hope that somehow, some way, uh, God may take these words now and speak to each of you as you need. Hope is something we all need, isn't it? For the last 19 months, my son had been hoping for his birthday present to come. The one thing he really wanted was the new Lego Star Wars game, the Skywalker Saga. It was due to be released back in October 2020. He was sad when that release date got pushed back to the spring 2021. But then when that spring came, the release date got postponed again. And this time with no alternative date offered. So he waited and waited and waited for his presence to come. And then finally, a few weeks ago, it came out and it certainly hasn't disappointed him. This game, it enables people to play through all nine of the original Star Wars movies. For those who have watched the films, you'll know that hope is a key part of the main storyline running throughout. The mantra being that as long as hope is alive, then the darkness cannot snuff out the light. As long as hope is alive, the darkness cannot snuff out the light. That mantra, of course, was not made up by Star Wars. A couple of weeks ago, we went through the passion narrative again, uh, recalling that pain and anguish that Jesus went through, the despair and the confusion of the disciples as they see Jesus die on that Friday. But then on the Sunday, we celebrated again that death was not the end, the light could not be snuffed out, and hope is very much alive. Alleluia, Christ is risen, he is risen indeed, alleluia. And so now, we carry that hope inside of us. But then the question comes, so what? Why do we carry this hope? The answer, to continue what Jesus had started, to join in with the work of God. So often that can feel daunting, too great a task for us to do, that we don't have the means, the resources, the gifts. And yet I know for me, I've never ceased to be amazed at how God provides. Every time I've felt like there's no hope, every time I've felt isolated, alone, God provides. When praying and reflecting on today's passage from Acts, it helped me to see why and how, through so many difficult and uh, different situations, different contexts, different problems, God was able to do this, to provide and bring transformation. In our reading, we encounter Saul, determined to wipe out this sect that he saw as a threat to those trying to stay faithful to God. 
and then on his way to Damascus to continue his quest, we have this famous passage as Saul sees the light. The whole essence of why he exists, what his purpose is in life, is radically transformed as Jesus reveals himself to Saul. Whatever is going on in our lives, whether we are going down the wrong path or whether we feel helpless or whether we just don't know what to do, the starting point is always the same. We need that fresh revelation from God. We need to see the light again. This moment of transformation through a revelation by God is not unique to Saul's experience. Genesis chapter 17 verse 1, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, Rebekah, struggling in pregnancy, feeling that tension between her two sons, even then cries out to God, why is this happening? Genesis 25 verse 23, the Lord said to her, Exodus chapter 3 verse 4, when Moses goes over to see the burning bush, it says God called to him from within the bush. Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 9, there he went into a cave and spent the night and the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? Samuel, just a boy in 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 4, then the Lord called Samuel and Samuel answered, here I am. And this was at a time when it says in verse 1 that the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. These are stories we know well. Each one at a time when hope seemed lost. And there are many more examples throughout the Bible. These stories, though, are not just there for us to learn. They are to encourage us to live just as God spoke in the Old Testament, just as Jesus appeared to his disciples after his death, just as Jesus reveals himself to Saul in today's passage, God calls us today. When hope seems lost, when we are confused or we don't know what to do, when we find ourselves going down the wrong path thinking forgiveness is beyond us, ask God for a fresh revelation. Open your eyes to see the light again. Because Jesus is alive. Our God reigns. Just like my son was not disappointed when that game finally came, we will not be disappointed when God comes to us. When we see God afresh, when we receive again that grace and mercy, peace and love that God alone can bring, it transforms us, gives us a fresh purpose, reignites the God-given passion within each of us. And when we change, our world changes as the church responds to what God is doing. Now, there's nothing wrong with planning. We have plans at SBSJ, but our plans must always be in response to the revelation of God, joining in with what God is already doing, because God's plans carry a power that human plans can never reach. Saul ditched his plans upon meeting Jesus. He allows the church to minister to him through Ananias. He has fellowship with other followers of Christ, deepening his understanding, growing in wisdom. The result of this, because of this radical transformation of one person, well, fast forward to verse 31, and it says, the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened. 
living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. We live in a time that needs radical transformation, a time where humanity struggles to have the answers. My prayer for you now is that whatever your situation, whatever your context, whatever you are struggling with today, that you may have a fresh revelation from God, that you may encounter the risen Lord Jesus again, and that like Saul, that encounter will bring healing and transformation, giving you fresh purpose and passion, that you may carry that hope inside of you to those places where God has called you. Amen. Death is like an empty grave Fear looks like a giant slave Trials look like gifts of grace When I look to Jesus Failures bow to victory Sin has lost its hold on me
Wonderful. Let us join together in affirming our faith before God and each other. Do you believe and trust in God the Father, source of all being and life, the one for whom we exist? We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Son, who took on our human nature, died for us and rose again? We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in the Holy Spirit, who gives life to the people of God and makes Christ known in the world? We believe and trust in him. This is the faith of the church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We're going to go to Val, a member of our congregation, who's going to lead us in our prayers and intercessions. Father God, we are holding on to your promise that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. And in faith and certain hope, we pray for all people, places and situations where darkness is challenging your light. Father God, as we consider how you cut short Saul's mission to kill Christians, radically transforming him against all the odds, we are encouraged to pray for all leaders who persecute your children. Lord God, you are able to transform the darkest soul. We plead with you to have mercy and to come quickly to cut short persecution and killing, to rescue those living in fear and restore justice throughout your world. Father God, we're aware that there's a spiritual battle waging alongside injustice and bloodshed. As we pray, come Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us to be open to the wind of your spirit and to listen carefully to your instruction, to be quick to respond, brave to change our minds when you call us to, and ready to be fishers of the people you call us to love. Raise up peacemakers who can bring reconciliation in hard places. Help us to grow in grace and to hold firm to the certain hope of the eternal banquet you are preparing for us. Help us to see others as you see them. Keep us mindful that when we love the people we meet, we are loving you, Lord Jesus. We pray for all those facing hopeless situations through poverty, pressure, and all kinds of breakdown. As we lift them to you, we pray that your spirit will have freedom to reveal Jesus. May his transforming light flood into each one bringing restoration. You, Lord God, have given us everything of yourself, holding nothing back. 
Help us to respond to your love with all that we are, holding nothing back from you. For you are worthy, Lord God, to receive all honour and glory and blessing and power. Help us to prepare for the day when all of creation will join with your angels to sing your praises. Help us to hold on to this eternal and true perspective and give us wisdom and thankful hearts as we discharge our responsibility for the stewardship of your wonderful gift of creation. We close with a special prayer for Ukraine. God of peace and justice, we pray for the people of Ukraine today. We pray for peace and the laying down of weapons. We pray for all those who fear for tomorrow, that your spirit of comfort would draw near to them. We pray for those with power over war or peace, for wisdom, discernment, and compassion to guide their decisions. Above all, we pray for all your precious children at risk and in fear, that you would hold them and protect them. In a moment of silence, we offer the prayers on our hearts at this time. We pray in the name of Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Well, thank you very much, Val, for leading us in our prayers this morning. Let's take a moment to close in prayer. God of power, may the boldness of your spirit transform us. May the gentleness of your spirit lead us. And may the gifts of your spirit equip us to serve and worship you now and always. Amen. Amen. We're going to close with our final song, How Lovely on the Mountains. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, good news, proclaiming peace, announcing news of happiness, our God reigns, our God reigns, you watchmen live.
May the love of the Lord Jesus draw you to himself. The power of the Lord Jesus strengthen you in his service. The joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you now and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>